Arcade Cozy. Because he's gamer on the internet, my name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are coming back at you again. Corey, um, it's it's the end of the month. It's it's February. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know. Almost, almost rebirth time. Three uh, days away. Yeah, whenever you're listening to this. If you were listening to this the moment it comes out, um, then congratulations. Rebirth is tomorrow. Um, yep. if you are not, then congratulations. Rebirth has released. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, in my yep. case, a uh, spoiler alert, you know, I, I have been pretty firm. I am not gonna do my boy mm-hmm. Ichiban wrong. I'm gonna keep on it. with him until, uh, until I'm finished up with that. So, um, I've gotten a taste of rebirth. I played the demo. We talked yes, about have. it last week. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, cloud and his posse can, can wait. Um, speaking of Corey, I'll ask how you're doing in a second, but, uh, rebirth reviews came out, um, largely, largely glowing. Um, Soaring. yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be more of a story if they weren't. Um, yep. but yeah, by and large, just everybody's super excited about it. There are, um, the only thing that stood out to me and like reading a couple is that some people were not like super hot on some of the open world stuff. Um, mm-hmm. a little bit of like, you know, little bloaty, little, mm-hmm. uh, little just kind of, you know, side quests that didn't really feel super meaningful or were just kind of there to pad out the time. And it seemed like, you know, some people were like, eh, we could have could have dialed this back a little bit, could have stream, <laughs> streamlined this. Um, but by and large, like even the people that I heard that from, they were still like, I mean, they're doing something right though, because I'm still playing it. Like yeah. even even whenever that stuff's not really doing it, um, I'm still 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 just loving what Cloud and company are putting down. So yeah, I mean, uh Game looks good. People are excited. I'm excited to to dive into it. Um, once I see Ichiban and Kiryu and everybody off into the off into the sunset. Yeah. No, I'm very close to being done with Infinite Wealth at this point. Um, I'm sitting. I think it was like 83 percent on the main story quest line. Okay. Is what uh, my PlayStation app was showing me. So I'm like, I might be able. To wrap it up by rebirth day, I'm I'm in the boat now where we talked about it earlier today. Where I'm like, okay, I I want to wrap it up, and I'm not trying to speed run to the end, but I want to wrap it up before I jump in to rebirth. Mm-hmm. But I would expect next week we to be talking about rebirth. Um, but uh, that's for that's for next week. And that, you know, it's not out yet. We have games to talk about that are out now already mm-hmm. that we've been playing. Yeah. Um, speaking of Corey, um, let's dive in to games that are out now and we could be playing, but also we're not quite out now. Corey, uh, you reminded me pre-show uh, Ooh, yes. that Elden Ring. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> that, Sorry, people. Um, I jumped the gun. <laughs> Elden Ring uh, DLC. It sometimes you know we talk about a lot of things sometimes i just forget um 
you reminded me the Elden Ring DLC, the the gameplay mm-hmm. trailer drops. Um, it has a has an official release over the summer, which super hyped about that. Super cool. Um, but they showed that off, Corey, and yeah. uh, you know the internet could not be more excited. People are just people are just so down with this whole direction. And honestly, I am too. Like from so, software, they really know how to do some DLCs right. Like, I mean, look at any of the games in their library. Go back to Bloodborne. Go back to, you know, Dark Souls. Any Dark Souls. Um, go back to... Sekiro didn't have a DLC, did it? I guess not. I don't believe it did. Um, yeah, but it's... Um, yeah, all of these, I mean, they they go all out. They build it out. They really... For people who are really into the lore, they do a lot of things for you. For people who are just in for the challenge, most of the time the the DLCs have the hardest bosses available in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it it looks like this is not going to be any different. Um, Corey, what what in there got you the most excited? Um, I mean, all of it is extremely exciting. Um, don't want to get into too spoilery of it off the gate here just in case some people haven't played it but um it like it looks like you are going to be following into Mikola's dream um from Moog um I can't remember technically what his this Moog's title was because there's two Moog's in the game but uh yeah, he's the one with the I think, Lava Palace um, yeah I think the wasn't I, I could be wrong or misinterpreting but I think it was the Moog Lord of Blood. Yes, yes, yes. I think yeah. it was that one specifically. I think that sounds right. Um, but looking at what the director has said, he said it the map size for Shadow of the Earth Tree is going to be similar to Limgrave, which is crazy to think yeah. about. Um, I'm like, okay, um, that that checks out for the forty dollar price point um, oh. as well, and I everything that they're bringing in new weapons, new, um, different like magic spells, magic spells, just spells. Um, like I can't, it's been so long since I played it. I can't remember the in game terminology for some of the things, but effectively like the pseudo abilities that come with weapons, they're introducing Uh new forms of that as well. New enemy types. And of course, massive bosses Um, who will rival, uh, millennia. Um, which is kind of scary to think about as she is one of the hardest bosses ever. She is the hardest boss I've ever fought and defeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know. Sephiroth and Kingdom Hearts 2 might give her a run for her money. But that's a topic yeah. for another day. That's a topic <laughs> for another day. Um, but uh, I think the new villain that they're showing off, Mesimir the Impaler, one, baller name. The, yeah. They do a lot of things right so, um, from Soft and all of their games in terms of like titles for your enemies. Um, and Mesimir, the impaler, uh, does not disappoint, uh, in my opinion. And, uh, I'm hyped for that fight. Um, he yeah. kicked my teeth in multiple times, but I'm ready for it. But, you gotta, I, you, I mean, and we can dig into it a little bit just in kind of what they're setting up or, or not just to like, not, put out a lot of spoilers, but the, (laughs) it does play into one of Elden rings, like more confusing bits in that, like Mm -hmm. 
two thirds of all major characters in the lore have an M name. Um, And so like, again, it's related, but yeah, I mean, just pulling up a list, Margit, Margot, Mm -hmm. Margwin, Mm -hmm. Megilla, Millicent, Melina, Melania, Malekith, Muriel, Marika. Like it's just, (laughs) it's a problem. it's It's a lot of M names. And so the fact that like the big one on display is now it's Mesmer, which to be fair, it could have been, it, it, they could have put it a lot closer to millennia or Melina mm-hmm. or America. It could have been Melissimer. It could have been Marasimer. Who knows? It could have just been so Alan. It could have been Alan. Yeah. You could have named him Alan, the Impaler. And we would have been like, what? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what is Al- what's Alan up to? Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah, Mesmer the Impaler, strong name. Yeah, it is. But to really answer your question, what am I most excited about here? It's a summer release, perfect time for this. Um, I'm very excited to be back into the lands between an Elden Ring. Um, we we talked about doing a, a spoiler episode like a year and a half ago after I had wrapped it up after Godi. And I think it's going to be time before this to finally do it because I'm uh-huh. going to be ju- I'm going to very excited to jump back in the game. I don't know if I'll continue with my same build I had before, or this feels like an incredible time to also just jump back in with an entirely new build as well um, and really just get my teeth back into the game in general because it is truly a masterpiece, one of a kind, you know, games for the next like five, six years, we're going to be trying to emulate what Elden Ring did. And why try to go with the pretenders when you just play the real thing? And I say that in, in jest and jokingly. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm excited for. It's perfect peak summer vibes. And I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, one of the interesting things too, which I wasn't super aware of, but um, the director Miyazaki has brought up i guess afterwards um but that's like because i going into dlcs it can always be kind of it can be weird because you wonder like oh well if you maxed out the game what if you come in and then you just steamroll all of this content you know Mm -hmm. um he came in after the after the fact and said that the dlc specifically will be using a leveling system that they borrowed from sekiro um, that, um, has a, like, which I don't like fully like super remember, but, um, where you have an attack power stat that is unique to the DLC areas. Um, so basically they are making it so they're, they're doing some voodoo behind the scenes to make it to where like, okay, yeah, even if you, even if you just like completely built it out and made this OP thing um in elden ring that may not necessarily apply going into like you can use same character same build same equipment whatever but you may have a you may be limited by this you know new stat that's coming into the dlc um which is interesting um just to see like how that works i mean i i don't really have any doubt that they're gonna that it's gonna be fine just given you know 
knowing from soft and knowing how they balance things like this, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, but it is an interesting thing because it, it effectively sets up like, okay, like you going into it, boss one, you're not, you're not going to steamroll anybody. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to roll into this and just be, just be blowing past everybody. It's going to, it's probably going to hit you right from the gate. So I'm, I'm interested to see what that's going to look like. Um, yeah. Summer, summer release date too. Super exciting. Um, it's, you know, last year, I don't think there was a whole lot of summer stuff. I mean, you had like Pikmin three, um, four. Yeah. Um, street fighter six, street fighter six, Diablo three came out. Well, the big one was, okay. So Final Final fantasy 16 was the, yeah, big it came one. out in June, um, came out in June. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, what immortals of Avium mm. mm-hmm. that came out. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, summers notoriously are pretty light. So the fact that that's coming out right in the middle of the summer, I think is pretty solid. Yep. Um, excited about it. June 21st, I think. Oh, that's sick. Great yeah. date. Yeah. Um, feels great and I love it. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I also agree. I think it's a great time to have our little Elden Ring spoiler cast, um, talk about it because, you know, I've personally, I've never been as excited uh, to see kind of the progression of some of the lore. I mean, I got yeah. I got really invested in Elden Ring's whole, you know, who's Mikola? Who's Melania? Mm-hmm. Who's uh, who's Moak? Who's yeah. uh, Margowin? Who's show Margoth? me the family tree. Yeah, I, I want I want to unpack this a little bit further. Um, and it seems like Mesmer is is a part of that to some degree. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna learn some stuff and I'm excited. Um, also same day as the, uh, Elden Ring DLC video, uh, we had a Nintendo switch partner showcase. Yes, we did. Um, which was, you know, relatively partner showcases are usually relatively light cause it's not, um, it's stuff that's coming to switch from other developers, not Nintendo. Um, so it was, or not necessarily not Nintendo, just, you know, not core Nintendo properties and stuff. They're not showing off, like, they're not going to show off the new Mario or new Zelda or whatever at, at a partner right. showcase. Um, but they showed a couple of things. Namely, they showed and, like, confirmed um, some of the Xbox stuff. Yep. So we had, like, Pentiment. Um, we had uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Yep. Grounded, um, which granted those are releasing a little bit later. They're not like immediate. I think Pentiment was like what the same day or the next day. Something like that. out. Yeah. Grounded is out. I don't think Sea of Thieves and uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Those don't come out until like March onto PlayStation. Okay. Um, yeah. So those, um, which I think was kind of the speculation was that like, that was a little bit of why Xbox wasn't like wholeheartedly just announcing these things is probably because Nintendo had a showcase and they were yeah. just, you know, they didn't want to maybe steal the thunder. Maybe they didn't care. Who knows? Maybe they just, they were just playing it close to the chest. Um, but yeah, the, those are coming out. Um, I think a big one that they announced um, was Epic Mickey uh, coming out with a remaster called Epic Mickey Rebrushed. 
Um, if you remember this, this was a Wii uh, mm-hmm. Mickey platforming game with uh, Oswald the Rabbits. And uh, just, I never played it, but I heard really, like it, it kind of has that cult status. Like people really mm-hmm. got into it, who were into it. Just really interesting aesthetic. and um, But yeah, that's coming out, coming back to Switch soon. Um what else Sorry. did they show, Corey? Grounded doesn't come out till April 16th. Oh, mistaken. my gosh. My bad. Oh, no. Um, but they announced a Star Wars Battlefront original one and two um, mm-hmm. with full multiplayer, like 60 people. Um, and crazy. I am gassed up about crazy. that. I played Star Wars Battlefront 2, Gal- specifically Galactic Conquest. Mm-hmm. So... So, 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 so yep. much growing up. It was my jam. Um, I loved it and love it to the moon and back. I played Heroes versus Villains on Moss Eisley also yep. forever. I have like a core, core memory of seeing that game for the first time at my mom's best friend's house in Atlanta that we had gone to visit and her kids were playing it. And I'm like, what they have a game for this and i forced my mother and all of her um loving compassion as well um to buy me that game that day and she did and you know shout out to her the good love it yeah i i have i think more like core intact memories of the original battlefront um, mm-hmm. because like I did, I never owned the original battlefront. I owned two, but a buddy of mine had the original battlefront. And so like, I have very, you know, anytime I would go over to his house, I remember playing that. And so like, um, most of my memories as, um, cause it wasn't until two that you could actually play as Jedi. Was that right? Yeah, I believe okay. so. I think one is just like all. Um, yeah. Troopers. Only, yeah. Uh, and that's what I remember more. Like I remember more like um, Bespin and Hoth and like a number of those, those maps and those kind of like um, things so much more than I do like the actual, the Jedi running around and stuff. Um, not that, not that that stuff wasn't cool. Just the fact that like, that is the stuff that I really, whenever I think about Battlefront, it's completely detached from like mm-hmm. Darth Vader running through and <laughs> yeah. just ripping everybody apart. It's very much like, oh, it's a war game where <laughs> you're, it's like the battlefield equivalent kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I loved Battlefront back in the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm gassed that it's coming back. I will be playing it. It's, it's going to be a phenomenal phenomenal mm-hmm. time love it um what else did they show Corey? uh they showed off more uh unicorn overload and they released oh, of course the, dem- the demo for it which i've played I haven't finished the okay. demo but i've played a substantial amount of it and i'll talk about okay. that in a bit um what else did they show because we're gonna be talking about it i can't remember did they show off balatro coming to switch in the uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I did 
didn't, I watched kind of highlights, so I didn't see it. It's possible it could have snuck in there um, and been a part of it, but I am not privy to that. Okay. I mean, I've, spoiler, I've been playing a lot of Balotro, and so my brain's just kind of filled with it more than anything. So I might just be like doing a, oh, what's it called? Like uh, attaching something that never really happened to something mm-hmm. that did happen. Um, let's see. Mother 3 was announced for um, Japan only. They said, yep. F you guys. Um, let's look here. Uh, South Park Snow Day. Um, that there is an Ender Mag- uh, Magnolia also. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, the release. Ender Lilies um, mm-hmm. sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories, uh, Park- Pocket Car Jockey Ride On, which is a great, great mobile game. It was on the 3DS mm-hmm. as well. Uh, it's coming here. Uh, oh, wait. Shin Megami Tensei V Vengeance. Um, DLC to Shin Megami Ven- uh, Tensei 5. Um, not sequel, but like DLC to it, where effectively is a another 80 hour like side different Jeez. avenue you can take for that game, which is um effing wild. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Editions coming to Switch as well, okay. which I am shocked. Um, I do not put we we had this conversations a lot of times about you know the switch's hardware is outdated but it's not really that outdated like let's not like you know it's fine mm-hmm. uh, i have very little faith that it can run kingdom come deliverance no <laughs> <offense to. laughs> i have played that game i played yeah. it on ps4 um i believe and my ps4 had a rough time uh running that thing okay um phenomenal phenomenal game um, very much medieval simulator. Um, highly recommend it. Um, though it's maybe not the funnest game. Um, yeah. But uh, that those are the big things, I would say. Okay. Um, yeah. A lot of, lot of interesting stuff. The Shin Megami, I guess I missed the Shin Megami Tensei 5 vengeance v for vengeance um yeah it's quite wild is it a do you know if it's a dlc or if it's a new version because usually they come out with that where it's like a might be new version uh because it almost does do that um but they came out said it's like it's a different 80 hour story that's attached onto the game i'm like isn't the uh, wait what isn't the original main story like 80 hours yeah, that's what it looks like is, I mean, at least looking at this, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a different scenario that just mainly like has a similar beginning, but really diverges during the like from the middle on. And yeah, to do looks like to do both the core game and whatever this new thing is, it takes like 160 hours. So that's absurd. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, like, um, yeah. It's ludicrous. Yeah. Atlas does does not care for your time, my friend. No, um, no, they do not. Yeah, um, 
They did. They would release Persona 6 already. But What? <laughs> Ouch. Um, yeah, Corey, uh, let's let's kind of dive into some what we've been playing because you brought mm-hmm. it up. We might as well talk about it. Um, you talked about Bellatro. Um, yes. I'm going to say Bellatro because um, I don't really know you. Uh, you've said it a couple of different ways. I, I, I don't really know. Who, who knows how it's said. Um, yeah, you, I heard about Bellatro um, from some other podcast. And then you mentioned that you were playing it. Um, and I thought, I guess I just thought that it was on Steam and maybe it only, or maybe it was initially, or maybe it all released at the same time everywhere. I, who knows? Um, but whenever I went to look it up, it was like, oh no, it's on like literally everything, PlayStation, mm-hmm. Switch, and just all this kind of stuff. Um, so I did download it on Switch. I did play about a half hour. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't played a ton. Corey, you have played, you, you told me pre- podcast that you were like uh world leaderboards you're that, about to beat that. the game you're i am about you're, to beat, i almost beat the game okay um so you seem you know better poised to kind of explain to us what Bellatro is yes um tell us about it and so it is a roguelike deck builder tell me if you've heard that before mm. um but instead of something like slay the spire which i've never played um it is poker. You are effectively, you have a 52 card deck and you are trying to, you are not actually playing poker. You're trying to create poker hands. Yep. And so you're trying to find a pair, uh, two of a kind, um, double, like uh, two, double pair, three of a kind, four of a kind. You can even make five of a kind. What? We'll get, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, full house, so on and so forth. Um, as someone who has played poker many a times as someone who would consider themselves a decent poker player. Um, it was kind of easy for me to like ease into as I can, like I can't count cards by any means. Um, but, uh, you can kind of get a feeling of what's to come. And so to give a little bit of early aspect of what the game is, is again, you're making poker hands. And so you, you draw, think it's like seven cards so it's way more than uh, it's actually no it's seven cards uh the deck i'm using uh gives me eight um there's different decks you can use um and what you're trying to do is you'll lay down let's it, as an example um let's do a pair which is uh 10 times two and that's how many chips you're going to get. And so for whatever cards you play, and so if I lay down two tens, it's going to add 10 onto my 10 of chips. So I have 20 chips. Then it's going to add another 10 and 30 chips. So mm-hmm. times that by two, now I have 60 chips. So for that round, I have won 60 chips. My goal total to play across anywhere, um, depending on what deck you're using, three to four hands, um, sometimes more, sometimes it can be less, um, is to get X amount of chips. So early on, it's like you need 350 chips, then you need 500 chips, then you need like 600 chips. Uh, but for the final, you have a small blind, big blind, and then um, I can't actually remember what they call the last one, but it's, I always just call it the boss. You have a boss I, I think blind. it calls it a boss blind. 
Okay, it's boss. Blind. At least in the tutorial, it calls it boss blind. I don't. I assume yeah. that's how they frame it. And the boss blind will make it a little bit tougher for you. It'll be all spades are a debuff this round. That means they're not going to count. They're not going to give you anything if you try and play a spade um, in your hand. Or it'll be something like you can only whatever the first like set of cards you play, you can only play that the rest of this round. So on and so forth. It's a lot of things like that. Sounds pretty straightforward. Uh, but where it gets you is that it has these Joker cards. And this is where the deck building gets into play. Some Joker cards are just a four times multiplier or plus four multiplier, sorry. Um, and so after all your chips are added up um, on top of whatever uh, your multiplier is. And for tougher hands, you get a higher like multiplier, like a Royal Flush is like an eight times multiplier. Let's say you have plus four Joker. It makes it a times 12 multiplier on top of whatever your chip count is. Um, there's a Joker card that is a random one. And so it's constantly rotating from zero to 23 to seven to 19 to 22 to one to 22 to like nine. So on and so forth. It just, it's random every single time. Yeah. And that card absolutely rips. It's a must for me. Um, there's a banana one that is times three for your chips. There's a different Joker that um, adds on um, more uh, chips every time you play an even card in your hand down. There's a card that I always pick up as well that every card you put, put down, even if it's not technically a part of like the hand you have played, the three of a kind, let's say you play a three of a kind of nines and then you have like a, a 10 and a king as well that you want to play. It will count those as well. It counts every card that's played. Uh And so, you know, this is how you're really racking up your chips. You're really racking up your multiplier, so on and so forth. On top of that, you have these uh, planet cards, which will up your level of your, like, like hands that you're playing. And so the pair is like 10 times two. It's now going to make it uh, 30 times three this time is what it is going forward. Or like a flush is like 60 times eight. It's now 110 times 10 kind of a thing. Yep. You can, those will upgrade them. Then you have tarot cards that you can buy. Well, we'll get into the buying process that you will, <laughs> that you will get as well. It's complicated. Yep. There's a lot well, and, going on. Yeah. And to back it up, I mean, for people um, to, who maybe don't have, because like, I think it's difficult to wrap your head, like looking at Bellatro from like the outside. Yes. It's difficult to kind of like wrap your head into like what can make it a roguelike. But basically like for anybody who is, who's looked at it and like is trying to parse what's happening here. It basically is like, it's the fun part of poker as I would describe. Like, yes, it is. My, my thing my thing with poker is like, I, I'm going to throw a little shade onto like my family for a second, but like last summer, whenever we went to the beach, like we would sit around and people would be like, Let, let's play a card game. And I'd be like, all right, let's go. Let's play uh hearts. Uh, let's mm-hmm. play like, let's we play played hearts. Let's, all we the played, time. Corey and I played hearts. We loved hearts. Abby's family. They're a big spades family. I like, I like spades too. Mm-hmm. I can get down with spades, but they would be like, no, Let's play, let's play five card stud poker with no 
cash or chips or anything. Yeah. So literally, let's just deal five cards to you, see what you get, and then start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, they would be like, who wants to play? I was like, absolutely not me. Because this sounds <laughs> the it's dumbest miserable. thing. Right. And that's, that is the thing. Like there are, there are card games that are, built on strategy and like have their own game just baked into the mechanics. And then there are games like poker, blackjack, where most of the game comes down to the actual, like the bluffing, the, mm-hmm. you know, the betting, you know, that is where the actual challenge, that's where the like actual fun of the game comes in. And when you're missing that, there isn't a game. It, mm-hmm. It's just moving cards back forth and the thing that's i think really interesting again i've i've played very little of it so far um but i have at least seen enough to be able to see like okay this is going to this is going to open up in a big way is like you are just rather than in something like slay the spire where you're playing these attack cards you know you're playing as the warrior and you're using this like got my big axe card and it's going to do this much damage. You're just, you're playing poker hands. You're playing a flush. You're playing, you know, whatever you're, you know, picking up these cards, you're discarding these cards and Mm -hmm. you have a limited number of hands that you can play in a round. Like you have to hit this number before you've played this many hands. You can only discard this many times. And if you can't get there, then you lose, you, you just die. Like that's effectively what it is. And you know, that that's most of what I've played so far is just yep. kind of the base level of stuff like that. But you do the the interestingness of it because you were you were talking about multipliers and all this kind of thing. Like, yeah, the actual cards themselves are just kind of similar to like, a you know, in blackjack where like a, a 10 is going to be valued as a 10 always like um it's it's going to be this thing like the cards are intrinsically like valued this very certain way um but you can see where all of the in similar to something like slay the spire um again this may kind of go over people's heads who haven't played it but like you know something like slay the spire you start out and you just have like oh i have an attack card and i have defend cards like that's it like a very basic set but then you can get to the end where it's like oh like Every time I attack, it draws me two cards. And then whenever I draw two cards, it deals damage to them. And then it does this thing. And then it's on like it's this roller coaster of chain reactions that are happening because your deck is built out a certain way. That's the stuff that like at least I'm getting a glimpse of where it's like, okay, you get this Joker card that buffs a multiplier whenever you play a diamond or you get like Mm -hmm. this thing you're you are building it out in a similar way to how you would another deck builder where it's like all right i'm kind of i'm i'm going i've finished this round this joker seems really geared toward like getting some flushes so I'm going to I'm going to build my deck this time Mm -hmm. around really buffing up those flushes. And so it seems like it's taking the in a way, it's making itself a lot more accessible than something like Slay the Spire because it's yeah. speaking a language that people already understand, or at least that more people probably understand. They're not trying to teach you 
like, okay, you know, again, with Slay the Spire, like this is a warrior and uh, here are all of these new cards you've never seen before. And here are all of these synergies you've never, you, you've never conceptualized before. With this, it's like, no, you know what a, you know what a flush is. Or even if you've mm-hmm. never played poker, you can guess what a pair is. You yeah. can guess what two pair is. And when I say to you, if you play a two pair, I will buff your multiplier plus eight, then people can kind of be like, okay, that's, yeah. that's a good thing, <laughs> I guess. Yes. Um, and so it does make it, you know, at least even from that like short little, just couple runs, 30 minute session, I was able to pick it up enough to be like, okay, I I get what's happening here, but also at the same time being able to see the depth beyond it where it's like, okay, I also see how this is going to get a little, this is going to get a little nuts after, yeah. after a while. So oh, you did very well explaining that. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. I was having a tough time describing <laughs> what was happening in my head. No, it, I find it just incredibly enthralling. It's so fun being able to, like you said, like cultivate like this run. Well, early on, I, I got a Joker um, card that uh, it ups the uh, multiplier by four um, by destroying a Joker card in front of it. You can have up to like five Joker cards. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my goal right now is just to get a lot of money. And so you can get a lot of money in the game. Uh, however many uh, hands you have left, um, you always get $4 at the end of every round, plus however many hands you have left, plus however many discards you have left as well, depending on the deck you're using. Yep. So I'm like, I'm just going to try to find a way and rake money, buy all the Joker cards I can in the shop, because after every round, you can go to the shop. And I'm just going to let this Joker card butcher every single joker card i'm buying and i'm just like Mm -hmm. i racked up the multiplier to like times 56 um (laughs) which wasn't enough at the end to also (laughs) put that in perspective (laughs) like um i this was my best run i'd made using this but like i designed the run i'm like it's money buying joker cards and like if i find any really good joker cards i'll just put it in front of it in the in my set of jokers that way it doesn't get destroyed but I was just chopping and changing like mm-hmm. the entire round. Cause I'm like, I just have to get this thing up as high as I can. And like this idea of every time like you lose, you have to start from scratch. You're learning different ways to play. Like you said, um, there's a hearts one, but there's also a diamonds one um, as well. And I had both of those. So I'm like, screw every black card I come across. Mm-hmm. And eventually I had like a tarot card that would change all of my cards to one suit. And I'm like, it's random. You don't get to choose. I'm yep. like, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test my luck here. This is where a little bit of the gambling comes in with mm-hmm. it as well. I'm like, I need them all to be a diamond or a heart. And one time they were all diamonds. I'm like, now we're cooking with grease. Yep. Um, and you really get into this idea of just like chopping and changing different ideas, looking for different pairs. The good thing about the game is it always shows you, you can pull up the entire like card list as well. Um, and you can see every like hand you can play and it shows, shows you an example there now, all the way up to again, like five of a kind. I think you go up like six or seven of a kind because there is a tarot card that will change all of your cards to one or in all the cards that you draw in one hand to a specific number. And so mm-hmm. you could have like eight fours. Um, that is a crazy hand. <laughs> um, 
it, but it just it keeps on going and they're and so to win you have to get through eight antes eight rounds at least to my understanding you have to get to eight i've never made it past seven i've got to seven that was the farthest i got to and it's like sixty thousand ships yeah you have to accumulate and i think i got to like fifty thousand and i'm just like how like I, i'm i'm racking up like over ten thousand ships a hand and i i can't um and it it kind of puts you back to the drawing board of okay, that was like a really strong run I just had. What where did I where did I goof? I could realize I could look back where I goofed. Um and I just find it so compelling. The game also like mocks you. Like the jokers will talk to mm-hmm. you every time after you lose and lightly mock you. And it it's it's that game where and I know a bunch of people have them, um, where you're always just like just one more run. Just yeah. one more hand. I mean, this is what gambling is at the end of the day. Like, it's just, <laughs> I know I can do it if I can just get one more in. If the cards just fall right. Um, you can increase your deck beyond 52. There's like a bunch of cards you can add. In the shop, you'll buy these card packs. And sometimes it'll be like, oh, here's this ace. And as long as you have this ace in your hand, it's 1.5 extra multiplier onto everything. Uh-huh. But as soon as it's out of your hand, that's gone. There's also like stone cards that just add 50 chips. There's also like, this is a seven, but it's a wild card. So it's going to count for any suit so I can get it in a flush, so on and so forth. That just get added on to the game. It, it has layers on layers on layers to it. I'm still unlocking things. There's different decks you can play with. Some will give you an extra hand to play. Some will give you an extra discard uh, to play, so on and so forth. Um, and it, there's so much going on, but it feels so, like you said, accessible and approachable because it's such a real world tangible thing that we have used for hundreds of years. And so like, even if you've never, like you said, play cards before you have, you can just like understand three of a kind, four of a kind. Oh, well, how else does that mean? Oh, it's a three of a kind and a two of a kind played at the same time. Okay. That, yeah. Or sorry, a pair and a three of a kind. Yeah. Um, it's it just feels intrinsically just like knowable yeah. um, and I love it. It's, it is so good. It's cheap as well. It's like $15, I think. Um, and I'm having so much fun with it. Uh-huh. Um, it's a gem of a game. They've taken such a simple concept and turn it into just like a nutcase. It, it is poker on crack is what it is. And I'm here for it smoking yeah um <laughs> it's don't it's also got a it's got a weird like um you do whatever you want sorry <laughs> it, it's it's also Excuse got me. kind of like a weird um what's the word for it like sinister energy to it <laughs> yeah there, there's a bit a of a little like, bit it's a little it, unsettling yeah, it reminds me, it gives off, like, not not in any sort of, like, big ways, but, oh, like, no, no, I think no. there's a little bit of that inscription energy about yeah. it, where it's like, you Good know, call. there's this, it, it's a card game, there's something, like, maybe there's something sinister kind of, like, hiding under the surface here, that, like, all of a sudden the game's gonna, like, because it does also have a this... Yeah, there there have been a couple of there were a couple of moments where because the game, the art style is also meant 
to, well, not just the art style, but the display style, um, at least that I've seen so far, like mimics um, what I would imagine, like looking at one of these like digital poker machines in like a yeah. casino where it's like, you know, you can see the like the CRT lines you can see it even has like kind of a fishbowl kind of curve to it like a like a curved monitor and you know that'll like glitch here and there like just as kind of like an L but I mean there are parts where I'm like is this game gonna like break and all of a sudden like now I'm playing a first person shooter like I I don't know (laughs) like it kind of (laughs) gives off that energy a little bit um but yeah I mean I'm I'm excited to dig in more. Like I said, I only had the opportunity to play a little bit, but um, I'm, I am so down for a well-built deck builder all here for it. Normally these games do not appeal to me. And I feel like I've been vocal about that in the past. Mm. I struggle with them. They don't quite scratch that right edge. This is scratching the perfect edge. It is. It is truly incredible. Uh, strongly people, I strongly recommend people check it out. Um, if you if you're listening right now and you're like, you know, that sounds interesting, give it a go. It took me, I think, like four or five runs to like really grasp what was happening. Mm-hmm. I don't think it does the greatest job on onboarding you uh, into the game. Um, personally, I, I mean, it's very much one of those games where they just want you to play to get it. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after like four or five rounds, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I'm I can start like piecing together strategies. I understand what like certain jokers are doing. I know what like I should be looking for. Like, I mean, there's plenty of times where I have like two two pairs uh, or like a double pair of fours and twos. I'm like, this isn't worth it for me to play because I haven't like upped this level for this card and I'm deep in. I'm just going to discard these. Because I can look at my deck and see what other cards I have still that haven't come to my hand yet. I'm like, there's uh-huh. a, I mean, this is where a little bit of counting cards comes in. I'm like, there's a high probability I get some like jacks and maybe an, a nine in here and I can have a different full house. Let's discard these and bring these in. It's just, there's yeah. layers. It's an onion. Yeah. Peel yeah. it back yeah. and enjoy. Yeah. It's, it's got that, the, it's the purity of American culture that we love so much. And it's called gambling. Um, yes. And we, and we love it and we're, we're, we're here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Corey, I'm excited. Um, you, you claimed this is, this is already your goatee. You said, I said it's a contender. Just, you laid it down and we're like, this is game of the year. Um, it's already. a contender. It's um, a contender. Okay. It, it's up there in the top three right now with hell divers two and infinite. wealth. okay. Um, in February when there have only yep. been a couple of games that have come out. Yep. That's pretty impressive. I'm still playing Helldivers 2 and it absolutely just <clears throat> rips. It yep. is outstanding amounts of fun. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm excited because even the CEO of what is it? Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Yeah. Um, he said, he was like, yeah, you know, uh, people who haven't played it yet, just, you know, wait. Um, yeah. it's probably, it, it's going to get better. So I am kind of excited with, I mean, how much people are enjoying it. I'm excited to see how much even better it's going to be, 
um, once I come around and you and I can dig in and have some fun diving and spreading democracy. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, the the only other thing I've been playing, still more infinite wealth. Like I said, yeah. I'm not giving up on Ichi and uh, his crew. I'm I'm not too far behind you, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of the, um, you know, some of the, usually around this point in the game, you start, like in Yakuza games, you start getting some of those payoffs, like, you know, this person betrays this person Mm -hmm. and this person shows up out of nowhere and you thought they were dead. Like it's, it's always that kind of stuff. So we're kind of at that point, like where some of the big, you know, soap opera, like shocking moments, um, to, to be continued kind of stuff starts popping up. Um, so a lot of that's happening. It, It does kind of seem like it's gearing up for, whatever the end game is going to be. I mean, obviously like they're, they're a whole lot, there's a whole lot more. I'm in chapter 11. They're 14 chapters. Um, I mean, they could just go super linear on the last little bit there, but you know, there's still plenty of time for them to, to, you know, zip or zig when I zag. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say zip instead of I zobbed. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, still great still super cool still just loving all the all the classes loving just the um the little interactions that you have that's one of the things that i don't think we've talked about a ton but um there's a whole element of uh like a bingo yeah car like a bingo thing it's not really like a game but it's a um, it's the way that they structure like these little side conversations that you have with characters. So, I mean, you'll, you'll run around and it'll have this little, you know, conversation with, uh, with Tomizawa and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I really love, I, I used to love drawing. Um, don't do that anymore. Um, and you're like, ah, oh, that's, that sucks. You should, you should get back into drawing. It's like, yeah, maybe, you know, I, I might get myself like a, I give myself a pen and paper and, you know, you have this just, you have this little character moments where you're getting to know the characters a little bit more. And then Mm. you, you complete quote unquote, you complete bingo. And it just kind of like, as you unlock those, it's just kind of like an arbitrary little thing for them to package all that stuff into. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but the actual like little stories that you're getting from it, um, cause the drink links, like those big things mm-hmm. that you're kind of building to as you're getting their, um, relationship further along, that's, that was there in the original. Um, but with this, these smaller little sub stories of sorts, like are really cool, um, in just kind of helping build out, like, you know, getting to know each of these characters as like, Oh, well, you know, they, they like, they like thrift shopping and um, they really love this type of music, Um, but they don't really like this type of food. And, you know, it's, it's not worth anything. I mean, you do get benefits from the actual, like carrying out the conversations, but it's like, it's not moving the story forward. It's just a little flavor kind of stuff, but it's super cool. I feel like I'm getting to know the party members so much better than I ever did. Um, And I'm, really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying all of the just like extra little stuff that they're kind of sprinkling in there. Um, and I, you know, like I said, don't, I don't want to break it up to go 
into Cloud's whole thing because no offense to Cloud. Love love Cloud. Love uh love all those guys. Um, but that party makeup does not have the same level of like wholesome energy that Ichiban mm. and Kiryu and Tomizawa. Like I just I want to roll with them and give them their due, and then we'll then I'll join up with Cloud and his merry band of of weirdos. No, I mean I very much agree. I am loving the bingo boards. I think why I like it so much is because. A lot of times in GRPGs and games like this, the secondary um, characters, you know, the party characters, they have personality. They obviously have character, but it's usually like two to three different kind of things, you know. It's, mm-hmm. oh, this person's from, I was in a rich family. I learned how to bear up a fight because my dad wanted me to um, be like, learn self-defense and maybe some other thing of like, I really, really like, um, steak. And like, that's kind of like the characters, like three pillars of like what, you know, outside of like their core backstory. I feel like what infinite wealth is doing is like, they have gone and like written and created characters that have life and have had, have experienced a lot of things before meeting you. Like they have, have an entire life outside of you. They've tried so many different things. Like you learn so many different things about Adachi and Namba in this game that you never learned in the original Like a Dragon. And again, they're they're just breathing new life into these characters and showing like there can be more outside of like these general vague ideas that are often attached uh, to the party members. It's no, they're a fully functioning character. They could be the main character. Um, but Ichiban is, but these mm-hmm. people easily could be, we can move, we could take him out of the spotlight and we could put Tomizawa or Chitose, um, right into this and it wouldn't, you wouldn't miss a beat because you, you intrinsically know them by yeah. doing these. And I love that. I want more games to do that. Even if it feels sometimes a little superficial of, oh, I love eating cupcakes. Well, let's go get you cupcakes. Let's go get me cupcakes. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're, you're just, they're building on, and these bingo boards are what, like it's six by six or something like that. Um, I think it's f- five by yeah, five, four by four, mm, four feels by small, feels small, but okay. four by four by four, Corey, feels small. Anyway, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, anyway, that's 16 different like tidbits of information that you get. To learn that they used to be um, a mechanic or they used to own this type of business or they used to work here. They went to this type of school. This is what their dad was like, so on and so forth. And it just really rounds out who this character is and yeah. what they have been and what they still aspire to be. Yeah. And it's, they did great. It's four by four, Corey. I think you're a liar, but yeah, <laughs> oh well. um yep um yeah it's it's super cool i'm excited to continue um again it's just i mean it's the thing that like a dragon does so well is like i don't know that i've touched more than like i don't know five to ten of the actual like sub stories um Mm -hmm. and i know like 
sure as hell I have not played a round of Mahjong or Shogi um, or touched any of the Sega games in the arcades or anything. And like, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but like, it's just, you know, continues to just be amazing that they just build out so many things with that in mind where it's like, Hey, some people, they come, they come to this game because it is their, the best Mahjong simulation available. Mm. Um, or, or we are porting in the best version of virtual fighter four that you can play on modern consoles. Um, and for some pe- people, they just want the core story. For some people, now they want the Animal Crossing experience. Who knows? But like, they're giving everybody something, and you pick and choose, and you create your perfect little pizza, and then you you roll along. And uh, yeah, I, we are, we do not deserve the Yakuza games. They are too pure for our land. I mean, we deserve them, but yes, they are very pure. Yeah, 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 but. You know, yeah, I, you I have to say that. This is you're not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> um, Corey, what else have you been playing? Uh, I checked out two other games. Um, I spoke about it a little bit earlier, so I'll jump, jump into Unicorn Overlord. Oh. Um, they have a demo out right now. Um, I have played a good chunk of it. It is not exactly what I expected. Um, it is very much a traditional it feels mm-hmm. like coming of age story um where you are this titular prince trying to reclaim his kingdom um and you are picking up a merry band of heroes as you go what threw me off is i never played quite a game like this it kind of has like a paper style overworld where you're going from town to town trying to reclaim mm-hmm. different towns and like set up garrisons and different bases and you're fighting against the evil emperor to do that and his minions. Um, and so you will create units uh, in the game, like battle units with your titular prince and his like companions. And, you, and it's not quite like a turn-based GRPG in the traditional sense where you're thinking where like, okay, we go into combat. Here are your movesets. Um, and you're going to choose like a regular attack, magic, all that, whatnot. They have a pre-assigned like set of moves that they are going to do. And so your prince will do like this sword strike that will help heal him and his allies. And then um, your secondary character will then do like riding on a horse with a spear and do like this wide sweep attack. And then the enemies will go. And then if you don't kill them and if you have more health, You've won the round and the combat's over. And then you get, then you'll go again and it's, it plays out exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And so your units have like this set set of skills and you're trying to mix and match to find the best synergy between them. Um, and you're effectively, you'll start out in an open area trying to reclaim different parts of this area. Um, so you can move further into this empire to again reclaim it. Um, and you'll, create you can create like up to initially like two different unit types or deploy two different units and so you'll have like four characters out there or six characters out there depending on how many uh, you've unlocked and how many like you're allowed to deploy and they can enter combat up to nine times before having to rest and whatnot so 
you're moving them across this little paper map. Um, you're telling them where to go. You're not like actively control them. It's like a click um, and go kind of a game. And mm-hmm. they'll run in and you can see the enemies moving and you'll move into the, into them and they'll do the combat sequence. And again, you do have no control. It just plays out how it's designed to play out. And eventually once you overcome the enemies, you'll gain new bases, gain different uh, unit types, and you can go to store, stores. And then it gets a little bit more traditional at that point of equipping them with armor, accessories, weapons, having potions, XYZ, so on from there. Um, it's pretty straightforward. I don't, I'm torn if it's my cup of tea or not. There's parts of me that really like I could get my teeth into like building because you can build up to a six man unit. Um, eventually it shows off early on everything that you can do. It, it does the thing where you start off really, really, really powerful and then it cuts you off at your knees effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, just to show you what you can do, I'm like, I could really get into like this whole idea of like, oh, here is my like frontline heavy damage dealer. Next to him is the big knight, the shield who's always going to guard them. Have a mage in the back, some cavalry units, and maybe a rogue who like can never get hit because he's so evasive. Like something like that, like building different unit stacks. I could really, I could see myself getting into. The rest of it felt kind of just disjointed. It could have just been because it's early on. It's so tutorialized. Mm -hmm. Um, So much of it, what's happening. There's parts where I'm like, I feel like this unit's way too strong that I have. And you're making it really easy for me. But these units are way too weak. That can be forced into like, situations where you want me to fail that way you can then show me oh this is how you succeed instead like tutorial like prompt um it it doesn't i would say put it feels like it doesn't put its best foot forward early on but it has enough of like good bones effectively to make me be like okay i can play up to like three hours of the demo i've played about an hour and a half of it um and enjoyed it but also parts of it where i'm just like I don't know how well this would play out in the long run, but I saw enough to want to see another, like finish out the demo effectively. Yeah. Um, I really like the art style. The art style is phenomenal. It's gorgeous. That, that's a huge plus for me. But I don't know. The, I've never played a game like that where it's just like, it's effectively just a narrative novel with like some strategy in mm-hmm. there. But, um, you're effectively just deciding like what's the best combination here um, for these units and kind of just like, all right, let's hope it works. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. It it's, I think, I mean, they've, they've described it a couple of different ways. I mean, it seems the most like kind of a real time strategy game, but I know that it's not exactly quite that. Um, yeah, it's it's made by Vanillaware, um, who, if anybody's familiar with Vanillaware, like they have a very specific art style that is like, um, it's very, you know, beautiful, like 2D um, art that's kind of like, almost kind of like flash animated. Like it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a like, 
it's not what you would picture whenever somebody says like, oh, it's 2D art where it's like, uh, it's, it's not like a Paper Mario or it's not like this hand-drawn looking thing. Like it looks very uh, rich and fantastical, mm-hmm. but the way that it's being moved is very, um, is also kind of, there's almost kind of like a hand movement element to it yeah. um, in a way that like Flash kind of is. Um, they, most recently, they they made uh, 13 Sentinels, um, yep. Aegis Rim. Um, they've also made Dragon's Crown and Odin's Sphere and um, another number of other games that were like, um, I remember uh, Dragon's Crown especially being kind of like a cult classic on the PS3. Um, and yeah, I mean, in general, VanillaWare's always kind of landed in that camp where they are... Um, they, I don't know that they have ever been anything other than like a cult classic. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's, they have a, such a rabid fan base of people. Um, and then coming up on like 13 Sentinels, like to the point where like 13 Sentinels was, you know, high up on many people's game of the year lists whenever it came out. Um, but even that also had a similar kind of structure where it was like, by and large, it's a visual novel. Yeah. Um, but it's also, there's real time strategy elements in it. And there's this, and it's also 13 different stories. And so, I mean, it's very high concept. There's a lot of different stuff happening. And I feel like if it clicks, then it clicks, like it yeah. goes hard, but it's probably something that can take a little, getting used to if you're not like super zoned into whatever vanilla wears thing is, um, which I think has been what's kind of um, kept me from playing 13 Sentinels is just like, I'm worried that I'm not going to be in the right headspace and it's not going to click with me. And I don't want to like just go into it blind and not like give it a good shake. Yeah. Um, so I get it. I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, and so I'm I'm not sitting here trying to bash on it. I'm it, it's it's different. It, it's something that I'm not quite used to, and I don't know it's working for me. Uh, but I do I do want to go and see it out and like finish it out and be like, okay, let's let's decide do we do we want to pick this up and like really go for it, or maybe like sit on it for a little bit longer. There's no rush, obviously, either way. Um, there, there it's there's some good things, and then there's some things that. Again, like I said, just didn't quite work for uh-huh. me. But it's just so different that I might just not. It might just be an acquired taste. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing um, I've checked out was uh, Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. Okay. Um, a very similar game to Helldivers 2, but also very different. Uh, you play as a dwarf. Uh, you are mining. Um, and your goal is it is also kind of a, a roguelike. Um, it is a roguelike, um, where you are running around this small map trying to mine different uh, resources, gold, um, like the not mithril. I'm using generic fantasy names, um, but uh, different types of, um, or to collect these valuable resources. And you're also trying to kill, um, out the queen or the, the big bug because in each of these maps and each of these runs, you have thousands and thousands of bugs that are trying to kill you while you're mining. 
And so during this whole entire time, you're not pressing anything. It's vampire survivors-esque, actually, more than anything. Um, you, your guy, your dwarf, mines on his own, and his weapons fire on their own. And after a certain amount of kills, like vampire survivors, you'll pick up enough gems um, to where then you'll either get a different weapon, you can upgrade your current weapon, your mobility speed, your mining speed, so on and so forth. Um, and you're, you're just like a roguelike, but vampire survivors, um, you're just building out a different um, set of skills every single time. There isn't mm-hmm. a ton of variety, I would say, um, but like the sheer like panic of like, okay, I want to get this much gold. That way I can level up here these certain skills because there are permanent upgrades um, after that you can like save up and get between rounds. Like I want to be able to save up, build up these, but I also need to have enough to where I can heal myself as well. That way I'm not going into the next round with half my health. Yep. Um, and you're so on and so forth running around mining. You're trying to get supply drops. So you have to mine out a bunch of these different crystals around their supply drop is that way it can like ring down the entire time you have enemies crawling in on you. Um, so many, then so many of the pathways are so narrow and you're just creating so many of your own as well by mining through different crystal rocks and like, well, they're closing in on me, but if I go right here and mine through quick enough, I'll be able to like escape and then they all have to funnel through here. And so I can now like get a bit farther away and like maybe lose them for a little bit and mine over here for before they catch back up to me. Um, It's a very simple concept. Like I said, roguelike vampire survivors, um, but you're a dwarf. It's underground. Um, after you defeat like the big bug, big bad of each level, you have to like make it back to your ship within like 20 seconds where it's going to leave you. So this, it's this like race against time to get back. Um, it's easy breezy. I like it a lot. I got it for like $8 on steam. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, just, it scratches that similar itch that vampire survivors did for me when I picked it up late last year. Um, and yeah, check it out. Uh, the art style is really good. It's like this, like cartoony, like big, bright colors, pretty bubbly. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to play as this dwarf, um, who has incredible one-liners. And yeah, it's, it is a good time. I have found like bouncing between that and, uh, Baltro, Balatro, Baltro, whatever you want to say. Baltro. Uh, yeah. It, these are, great like pick up and put down games um like ooh, yeah i can i can play this like the runs on deep rock deep rock galactic are like maybe three to four minutes at most um and so it's like oh i can i can get a quick little run in it's not gonna hurt anything um oh i'm (laughs) i was i was listening to you the whole way through and it was like i was like something's not clicking here i don't i feel like feel like you might be talking about something else are you is it deep rock galactic colon survivor yes yeah okay okay so that's a it's a spinoff of deep rock galactic um that that's why that's did you say that i said it initially then i then i dropped the survivor and so sorry i okay then i i just missed that sorry i i was sitting there and i was like i was like i feel like deep rock Galactic is not 
it's like not. that. It's not. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. These, okay. Yeah. Sorry if there's been confusion. Yeah. I said survivor initially and then yes. I dropped it um, yes. because it's just too many words. Sorry about yeah. that. So, yeah. but yeah, Deep Rock Galactic Survivor, um, I think recently, yeah, like, like full on released. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it was like in alpha beta, whatever last year, but like, yeah, actually had a release. Whereas like the original deep rock galactic, um, is a first person thing that's been out for a long time. Um, so yeah, spin off of that, but super cool. I mean, sounds super neat. I've, I've seen that pop. I've also seen that pop up a couple of times and I've heard interesting things. Yeah. I think it's really enjoyable time. If like that, Vampire Survivors or a more action style roguelike compared to Beltro um, mm-hmm. is your speed. Um, give it a look because it is a great time. Um, there's a good bit of like depth to the game. There's different like styles of dwarfs that you can play that you have to unlock um, that have like different benefits. Um, when you go into a mission, uh, different weapons you can unlock as well. It, it, it's just fun. It's one of those things where I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I don't know if I can bring in like overwhelming, like positive praise to it either. You know, I don't know if it's doing anything like incredibly super original. Um, Maybe I haven't played enough of it to see yet. Um, So I don't want to like bash it on that. But all around, it's just a very fun game. Kind of relaxing. Can be stressful when you're getting overrun and you're trying to mine your way through this rock as quickly as possible. Mm. Um, but yeah, my, my thoughts are, it's just a fun, really good time. And I, I dig it. Dig it a lot. Love it. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I still have not even played vampire survivors, so I have no, I have nothing to compare it to. <laughs> you, you should check it out. Um, I played it on the deck. Uh, it's great there. It's pretty much on everything, I think. Yeah. But, it, uh, it recently came out on most things. Yeah, I would, you would like it. You should check it out. I didn't yeah. think it would be my speed, but after like maybe 10, 15 minutes with him, I'm like, oh, wait, this rips. This is really, really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, Corey, anything else? Not this week. Um, I look, before we record, we said, oh, this is going to be a nice, short, in and out. Easy. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I to, to my credit, I forgot that we had um, Elden Ring yep. stuff to talk about on the front end, and so you know, sorry, um, you get you get don't apologize. Um, <laughs> I'm not apologizing. Yeah, thanks for uh, being around this week, long. Yeah, uh, Corey. Next week. Um, Rebirth will be out. Um, yeah. I will likely not have much to talk about outside of, again, I can, I, I can talk a little about that first chapter. Um, yep. I played it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you might have a little bit there to talk about. Um, I might, I might try to fit something else in. There's other stuff that's coming out. Um, maybe something. Bellatro. I'll, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll beat the game. Maybe I'll be tied to the so. leaderboards. Um, maybe I'll, I'll be up there. Um, Someone has poker to. King of the East. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Corey, until then, um, where can people find you on the internet? They want to find you on the internet. Um, you can find me 
sort of on Instagram at hash.slinging.thrasher. Uh, I mean, you can't find me there. I just don't post all that often. Uh, but summer's coming around, and I like posting a lot more in the summer. I don't know. It's just a better vibe. Um, yeah. And then uh, you can email us at arcadecozy at gmail.com as well. Um, let me know if you beat Bellatro or if you have any tips or tricks to recommend to me because I can make it to like the fifth or sixth ante pretty consistently. It's getting past mm-hmm. the sixth guy and I made it to the seventh earlier and I'm getting my teeth. Yeah. So okay. any advice is welcome. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, arcade cozy at gmail.com. Send us emails. Um, yeah. still, you know, still just, I'm, I'm lurking. Um, I have been thinking about, I've been trying to, I've been trying to brainstorm just if I want to get back into some social media, what that's going to look like. Um, I I don't know. Who knows? Um, but yeah, in the meantime, um, if you want to follow me, uh, instead, how about you follow, uh, Chris Moneymaker, um, Mm. early two thousands, uh, poker champion. Um, you might remember if you watched uh, world (laughs) world uh what is it called world uh, season world poker something world series of poker that's what it was that still goes um, on yeah he um let me look at his wiki really quick um yeah he won a seat in the 2003 world series of poker um and became a dark horse and went on to win the first prize of two and a half million dollars and wow. became a superstar um yeah uh you can follow him on instagram not that you should not that uh i who knows i who knows what he we don't know does. if he's a good or a bad person yeah. yeah but um yeah if you are interested in that side of the internet um chris moneymaker yeah, yeah. if you want to relive your the early 2000s nostalgia um of being up late at night and having nothing else on tv except <laughs> Some poker. Um, oh, you didn't yeah. watch uh, George Lopez? You didn't hear Lowrider you know, coming did, on at like 2 a.m.? I did watch a little bit of George Lopez. Um, the The opening of yeah. him just like slow-mo jumping into the air with his grandma will live on in my <laughs> memory forever. Yeah, no. It, it was a jump scare um, in the middle of the night, just ugh, bleary-eyed. What's happening? Yeah, George Lopez, big smiling face just <laughs> slow-mo on your screen um yeah um but yeah Corey. until next week um this has been fun this has yes. been arcade cozy yes um and life is hectic um all uh-huh. the time sometimes um but why should your hobbies be too me too yeah yeah faked you out with that one Corey. you did get me with that <laughs> one it worked <laughs> oh, he gave me one yeah